Welcome to the audio ministry of the Family Worship Center located in Pickering, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy today's message. If you could get your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1 and we're going to read from verse 28. Luke chapter 1, verse 28. We're going to do quite a bit of reading, so I'm going to read, and if you could follow along with me, that would be great. When you have it, can you say amen? I hear some pages turning still. Luke chapter 1, verse 28. Amen. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end." Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she had also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And if you could skip down to verse 45. It reads, and blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And I like the New American Standard Bible that translates that same verse this way. It says, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Before you take your seats, if you don't mind, if you could turn to somebody to the left or to the right of you and with a smile on your face, if you could just repeat our subject for this morning after me, grab somebody by the hand, go ahead and tell them, neighbor, I choose to believe. Amen. Now, if you would turn to somebody else, maybe beside you or across the aisle or on the other side of you and get a little bit more authority in your voice this time when you say it, say it like a preacher, say it like you have some conviction. Say, my friend, today I choose to 
to believe. Hallelujah. Lift your hand to heaven and declare to the principalities and the powers of the air, the demons and the devils on assignment, every spirit of darkness that would cease, seek to snatch this word up. Go ahead and declare today. I choose to believe. Now put your hands together and appreciate God. Hallelujah. As you take your seats. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your people. Lord God, let your word rest in our hearts today. Let it bless us. Lord, let it take root in our hearts and grow, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And let us leave here today transformed, renewed, and refreshed for your glory, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I choose to believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we, when we, uh, Pastor Vijay and the kids and, and myself, when we first moved back to Canada four years ago now, we had quite a few things that we had to make some adjustments um, with and for. One of those things was that we were moving our children from a Christian education system to a public education system. And while that might not seem like it's a big move for them at their age, it was quite an adjustment because we had to explain to them, listen, you're not going to be doing devotions before you do your math. It's not going to happen that way. They're not going to start singing worship songs before you guys start doing your spelling quizzes. Okay, so it's going to be a little bit different. We had to explain to them that they would likely be introduced to and exposed to matters and teachings that we may not be in favor of. And so we had to explain to them that not everyone is going to have the same belief system that we have. We spent time with them in conversation about different cultures and different religions and different lifestyles, hoping to get them to understand that no matter what ideas they encounter throughout their lives, throughout their education, they must hold firm to what we believe. Now, we were saying to the, this to them at a very early age, so we had to say it with the understanding that everything that our children believe or believed at that young age is really just a matter of what we told them they believe. This is what we believe. This is what you believe. So what they believe is what we taught them to believe. At their ages, they didn't have life experiences or deductive reasoning that would introduce the element of doubt to anything that we said. And so whatever we told them is what they believed. And so we teach them their colors. This is red, this is blue. And they say, okay, I believe that. We teach them about dangers, things that they should do and not do to keep themselves safe. And they believe that. But there comes a point in time in every child's life, somewhere in the span of their growth and development into an adult, that they no longer just believe everything that they're told. See, because they begin to experience different things like disappointment. They experience different things like failure. 
And just like the science projects that they do in school, they start to use the evidence that they've compiled and that's before them to form their own conclusions about things. And so there comes a point in time when they're going to have to decide for themselves what they will believe to be true and what they will believe to be false. Can I get an amen? Such is the case for each of us today. At some point in time, we will be faced with the decision to believe or not to believe. Somebody say, I choose to believe. For those of us who are scientific or logical thinkers, we will always believe that if you have one apple in a basket and you add two bananas to the basket, that that basket will then have three fruits. Is that right? Or for some of us who are maybe more creatively minded, then we can look at the basket and you say, well, you could put two bananas and one apple, or you can put one apple, one apple, one orange, one banana. Either way, it's going to end up being three fruit. Is that right? The challenge that we face as children of God, as people who walk by faith, is that sometimes God will present us with a situation wherein we have zero apples, zero bananas, zero oranges, but God says that's three pieces of fruit. And so we've got to make up in our minds that although we can't see it, and although we can't feel the weight of it, Although it doesn't make any logical or even creative sense to us, because God said it, it must be so. Can I get an amen? And that's where we find Mary in our text today. The angel Gabriel appears to Mary and tells her that something impossible is about to happen. And in that moment, Mary had to make a decision. Either she was going to believe what the Lord said or believe what made logical sense. Either she was going to believe in the supernatural power of God to do something extraordinary or she would continue living her ordinary life. I want to challenge somebody in the house today and let you know that it's time for you to make a decision. The decision that you will make will determine the spectrum of your life as you know it. Some of you are at a crossroads right now. You've got to choose whether to go right or to go left. You've got to choose your own path in your very own choose your adventure book. Do you remember those books where you, you choose one path and if you choose one path, you turn to page 20. If you choose another path, you turn to page five. Different outcomes for different choices. In this next season of our lives, we are going to have to choose, make a decision, and that decision will determine our destiny. You can choose to follow the plan that you came up with by yourself, or you can choose to follow the plans that God has for you. You can choose to believe what your friends say or what the self-help book that you found at Indigo says. You can even choose to believe 
your own self, or you can choose to believe God. Somebody say, I choose to believe God. The angel told Mary that she was going to conceive and give birth to a son. He would be the son of the most high God. Now get this. Mary was already engaged to be married to Joseph. We know the story. But when the angel said these words, Mary pondered to herself and she asked, how is this possible considering that Mary did not know a man? She was still a virgin. And I read this and I read this and I read it again and I thought, now if Mary was engaged and she got this word, then wouldn't Mary assume that this word was for after she got married? In which case her being a virgin would not be a factor. If God says you're going to conceive and you're about to get married, then you're thinking, oh, after I get married, I will conceive. But the fact that she questioned this possibility of this thing happening suggests that the conception was not for months ahead or for years ahead. In fact, the conception was taking place right away. In fact, when you examine the story, the Bible says that when the angel left her, she immediately went to her cousin Elizabeth's house and the son of God that was already inside her womb caused the baby that was inside Elizabeth's womb to leap right away, immediately. Stay with me because I'm, I'm trying to paint a picture of an impossibility here. When the angel told Mary that the impossible was about to happen, Mary made up in her mind that she was going to believe God right away. And when she declared, be it unto me according to thy word, that was the moment that the Holy Spirit did the work. And the Bible says the angel left her. I just want to pause here early on in the message to let somebody know today. The moment you fix in your mind that you are going to believe God is the moment that his Holy Spirit will infiltrate your life and do a supernatural work beyond anything that you've ever imagined. I wonder if I can get somebody to shout hallelujah. And so you've come to the conclusion that this thing doesn't make sense by my standards, but... I'm going to believe God. Hallelujah. This thing doesn't line up with the plans that I have, but I'm going to go ahead and believe God. I could choose to turn away. I could choose the easy way out. I could choose the way that I understand clearly. And even though his ways are beyond my understanding, I need to let somebody know today that I choose to believe God. Somebody shout hallelujah. When Mary got to Elizabeth's house and Elizabeth identified with her, Elizabeth declared, blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. I want to let somebody know today, by the word of the Lord this morning, blessed is the woman in the house and blessed is the man in the house today who would make up in your mind that this day you choose to believe God. And in choosing to believe God, 
there are three belief systems, three beliefs that I would like to leave with us today, and then we will be on our way. Is that all right? Somebody say three things. The first is this. Repeat after me. He saves us. He saves us. That is why Jesus came to this earth to save us. That is the reason for the season because he saves us. Hallelujah. The Lord said by way of the angel Gabriel, and he says this in Matthew 1 verse 21, that Mary would bear a son and his name would be Jesus and that he would save his people from their sins. People of God, I want to let you know today, before you get anywhere with God, you first got to believe that Jesus saves. Somebody say Jesus saves. You've got to know that because of the sins of Adam and Eve, God put a plan in place to save his children from eternal damnation. And that plan was Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? In fact, if it were not for Jesus, we would would right now be dead in our sins for the Bible declares that the wages of sin is death oh if it were not for Jesus we would be covered in sin in filth in shame we would be separate from the Lord our God we would be unable to commune with him one-on-one -on -one. oh but because Jesus saves hallelujah there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God because Jesus saves though our sins were as scarlet hallelujah he made us white as snow hallelujah he turns our lives around and places us on a new path because Jesus saves all things are passed away hallelujah in Jesus we are made new thank you Lord he has taken our filthy rags hallelujah I said he's taken my filthy rags and he's replaced them with robes of righteousness that's a reason to give God praise today because Jesus saves our lives have purpose beyond what we can see oh because Jesus saves we are rescued from eternal damnation oh because Jesus saves we can have eternal life with him in heaven somebody shout Jesus saves for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever what? Whosoever believed in him would have eternal life. Hallelujah. Then it goes on to say for God did not send the son into the world to judge the world but that the world might be saved through him. Somebody shout he saves. He saves. I choose to believe that he saves. If I didn't believe that he saved, I don't know where I would be today. I wouldn't have the strength to go on, but because I know that Jesus saves, I can open my eyes every morning and know of a certainty that I have a brand new mercy that I'm facing every day because Jesus saves. Hallelujah. He saves. I choose to believe 
he saves. There's many things we can believe. Hallelujah. Oh, but I choose to believe that Jesus saves. The second belief that I want to share with us today, somebody say, he sets us free. Come on, say it like you believe it this morning. He sets us free. Hallelujah. Not only do you need to know that Jesus saves, but after he saves you, Jesus sets you free. Hallelujah. I come to let somebody know today that once God has forgiven you of your sins, oh, thank you, Jesus, you need to go ahead and stop forgiving yourself. Hallelujah. Stop living in the guilt of what you did. Stop wallowing in the shame of who you used to be. For who the Son has set free is free indeed. Hallelujah. Oh, so you're free to move forward. You're free to hold your head up high. Hallelujah. You're free to walk in the authority of a child of the Most High King. Thank you, God. You are free because you are royalty. Thank you, Jesus. That's what you are. Thank you, Lord. When God sets us free, we can stop living in the bondage and in the limitations that others have placed on us. So it's no longer about what your mother and your father said you would turn out to be. It's no longer about what your boss said you're not good enough for. You can break free from that bondage and that limitation and that ceiling and you can shatter that ceiling because you are free today. Hallelujah. You are free today. Hallelujah. Some of us need to get out from the limitations that we have placed on our own selves. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord frees us. He frees us so that we can stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And then what? Be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Somebody say he sets us free. He frees us from generational curses. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So I don't care what trickled down through the gene line. I don't care what trickled down and what they're calling hereditary. I don't care what they're trickled down and they say, well, your grandmother was like this and your great-grandmother was like this. He frees us from generational curses. They have no power over us. We have the authority to break them in the name of Jesus. Somebody take your hands and just break them. Just go like this. Break them in the name of Jesus. We have that authority. He frees us from strongholds. Oh, hallelujah. The strongholds have no power over us. We have the authority to pull them down in the name of Jesus. We have the authority to pull them down by the spirit of the Lord. Somebody go ahead and pull down the strongholds. He frees us from addictions. He frees us from low self-esteem. He frees us from darkness. In fact, Matthew 5, 14 says he calls us the light of the world. How can we be the light of the world and be stuck in darkness? God has freed us from darkness and he frees you so that you can shine before others so that they may see the good works and give glory to your father which is in heaven. Somebody shout, he frees us. 
frees us. He frees us. I don't know about you today, but I don't know what I would do or who I would be or where I would be if God had not freed me. See, we don't like to tell our testimonies sometimes because we don't want people to know exactly what we've been in. We don't want people to know exactly where we've come from because now we just look so good. And thank you, God. Co-pastor said it last week. I don't look like what I've been through. So I can go ahead and pretend like I've just always been sweetly saved. But I have been freed from something. I have been freed from sin. I have been freed from shame. I have been freed from filth. Yes, Pastor Aisha has been freed from filth. And I don't know who I would be or where I would be if the son had not set me free and if that's your testimony today I wonder if you could love to your feet real quick wave your hands before him shout a hallelujah praise give him glory give him honor because you've been freed from something today because you know you weren't born saved hallelujah you've been freed from something today that is the reason for this season Jesus came to save and somebody tries to bring up your past to you, you can go ahead and let them know, yeah, but guess what? He set me free. He set me free. He set me free. Thank you, Jesus. He sets us free. The third belief that I want to share with us this morning, and I'm almost finished. Somebody say, he secures our future. Oh, hallelujah. Say it like you believe it today. He secures our future. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When God puts salvation's plan in place. I'm so glad that God saw the end from the beginning. Thank you, Jesus. He told Mary that Jesus would reign forever and ever and that his kingdom would have no end. And I want to let you know today, brothers and sisters in the house of God, that just as Jesus will reign forever, 2 Timothy 2 chapter 12 says that if we endure we shall also reign with him hallelujah I said if we endure that's the word of God we shall also reign with him so if you would just stick with God we can rest assured that our future is secure hallelujah we can have hope in better days we can believe that our latter days will indeed be greater than our former days hallelujah because the storms will come and the storms will go the trials will be great and the burdens will be heavy but I like what the songwriter says we have an anchor hallelujah 
you. God will guide you. God will protect you. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night, for he will preserve your soul. I wonder if there's a believer in the house today. Hallelujah. He is a keeper. Oh my God. Some put their foot, their trust in the wealth of this world. Some trust that money will secure their future. Oh, but I need to let somebody know today that there is nothing more secure than a future with the Lord our God. I choose to believe for the whole world will pass away. But he who does the will of the Father abides forever. I choose to believe. That's why Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 verse 19 do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy where thieves break in and steal no but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also i need to let you know today brothers and sisters our future is secure oh because this world is not my home Oh, do I have a believer in the house today? I said my future is secure because this world is not my home. Hebrews 13, 14 says it this way. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home that is yet to come. Brothers and sisters, I don't know what tomorrow will look like. I can't say for certain what next month or next year will look like. But I know that my future is secure because one day hallelujah Jesus is going to part the sky hallelujah and the Bible says he will come in all power and in all glory hallelujah First Thessalonians 4 says for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God do I have a believer in the house today and the dead in Christ shall rise first Oh, then we who are alive, we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Hallelujah. I choose to believe. First Corinthians 15, 52 puts it this way. In a moment, hallelujah, in the twinkling of an eye, the trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible oh hallelujah I don't know about anybody else in the house today but I choose to believe that one day corruptible is gonna put on incorruptible hallelujah I choose to believe that one day we shall be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye I choose 
anymore because we're so concerned with the day-to-day activities. We're concerned about our daily needs. We're concerned about our daily struggles. So we don't talk about heaven so much these days. Oh, but when I talk about a future that is secure, I'm talking about a place, hallelujah, a place where the streets are paved with gold. Oh, hallelujah, a place where there are mansions prepared for us, a place where God will have wiped away. Oh, thank you, Lord, every single one of our tears from our eyes, and there shall be no more death. There shall be no more sorrow. There shall be no more crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. I'm talking about heaven. Oh, my future is secure because one day I choose to believe that one day I will walk the streets of gold. One day I will sit down beside my Savior. One day I will reign with him in glory. One day there will be no more pain. One day there will be no more sorrow. Oh, I don't have an excited person in the house today. Maybe you're not thinking about heaven. Oh, but I choose to believe that I don't go through all this hell on earth to end up in hell when I die. No, I choose to believe that after all the hell I've been through, one day I will be with him in glory. I choose to believe that after all the suffering, all the pain, all the failure, all the disappointment, all the heartache, one day I choose to believe I will be with him in glory. Is there a believer in the house today? Hallelujah! 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 I said he secures our future. He secures our future. He doesn't promise that it'll be all roses here on earth. Oh, but one day, hallelujah! One day, hallelujah! We will reign with him in glory. He secures our future. Hallelujah to our living God. Hallelujah to our living God. He secures our future. And that, my friends, is why we celebrate this Christmas season. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I celebrate because I choose like Mary chose. I choose to believe. I choose to believe that he saves. Hallelujah. For where would I be if he didn't save me? Oh, glory to God. I choose to believe that he set me free. Oh, for where would I be if he didn't set me free? And I choose to believe that he secures my future because I have a hope that goes beyond anything that this world has to offer. I have a hope that is hope eternal. I have a hope that rests in the future in heaven with Jesus Christ. Somebody give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. 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 Won't you stand to your feet? Hallelujah. I'm finished. Stand to your feet, please. Hallelujah. Oh, I choose. I choose to believe. It's a choice. You got to make the choice, though. You got to make the choice. Hallelujah. You can be filled with doubt if you want to be filled with doubt. But I choose, oh, to believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I choose to believe.
when Mary made up in her mind that she was going to believe God. She didn't wait for the manifestation of the thing to happen. She didn't wait for the promise to be birthed. She didn't wait to see Jesus and look him in his beautiful eyes. No, when Mary made up in her mind that she was going to believe God, the Bible says that Mary began to glorify God. Verse 46, my soul exalts the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior for he has regarded for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, from this time on and all generations will count me blessed. And then she says, for the mighty one has done great things for me and holy is his name i wonder if there's anyone else in the house that for about 60 seconds would declare that the mighty one has done great things for you and holy is his name i wonder if anyone would lift your hands to heaven open up your mouths and declare for the mighty one has done great things for me and holy is his name go ahead and wave your hands before him this morning go ahead open up your mouths and praise him this morning for the mighty one the mighty one the mighty one has done great things and holy is his name thank you for joining us we are the family worship center strengthening the family building the community serving with love